pops tripping. He wants me to ask for my brisket back. You know I wouldn't trip. What brisket? You know, the brisket I left at your house, man. That's my brisket, punk. Yellow. That's what my mom used to say. You whooping our ass. It's like, you made horrible grades. You're the worst kid in the world. What did I do to deserve a kid like you? Bling, bling. Yellow. Like, <laughs> mom, is, mom is happy right now? What's going on? That's what would happen when I was a kid. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Welcome back to another installment of Grabbing the Brisket. I just wanted to say... We really do appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. We love the feedback. We love the support that we're getting from you guys. Please keep it up. We love hearing your stories. Alden, hit him with the business. What's going on, guys? You can reach us all different kind of platforms. You know, uh, Instagram, Facebook. It's the same handle. It's at Grab Them in the Brisket. Uh, Twitter is at Grab the Brisket. And if you want to email us, Grab Them in the Brisket at gmail dot com. So. Did I get all that right? That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you had it right until you said, do I have that right? <laughs> yeah, actually, I think you're doing a great job. Oh. Okay, sweet. <laughs> okay, can I say we got an email from one of the listeners, and he was a little concerned or complaining about the crickets in the background. And uh, I just w- want to let you guys know that it's not our fault. It's Rick's fault. I mean, he's the one that's doing this, and I promise we'll, we'll get to the uh, – cricket situation we'll ask the crickets to just keep it down a little bit while we record i'm sure they will oblige rick will bring his guitar and serenade those crickets to sleep hopefully listen guys last week we recorded there were two two crickets i walked this whole street right here i only heard two one was sitting out front right here of the door right the other one was sitting on the other side of the corner james and i i think the cricket was in the tree it was in the tree yeah we're now called Grabbing the Brisket and the Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? How's everybody's week been? Week's been good. Spent a little time in Corpus this week. A couple of days. It was nice. Stay at the Omni. If you're ever going to Corpus, stay at the Omni. I probably drank my fair share of, was it Crown Roll, Double Crowns, and Splash of Coke. Probably. You probably did. did that. I did that. Is that your go-to whiskey is Crown? Like at home? No. At home, I, I I like Jack. I'm a Jack guy. But on the road, you typically can't get like Gentleman Jack or you're not going to get... Or, or, or Woodford. That's a really good one. But I'm, that, that's on the ice. I'll just drink that. So yeah. Yeah. It's Crown of Coke. A little go-to. Nice. Yeah. I did nothing this week. Not a damn thing. Nothing at all. Nope. Cleaned house. Hung around. Uh, yeah, you uh, posted our episode number seven. Yeah, I did spend yeah. about I don't know, going through month and a half editing two hours of material. Yeah, last that's week. what happens when I cut out because my child is sick. You guys don't stop recording. I came out the next morning to take my kids to school, and they were still over here. Like, should we stop? I don't know what to do. It was like twelve hours of recording. I was like, well, shit. I felt horrible the next day. <laughs> There was a lot of beers drank that night, and I, I woke up the next morning. And I'm like, God bless, James. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but that's not a total lie, John. I mean, you have been now up we two things out there. this week. Uh, didn't you just start a new diet? Mm. I did just start a new diet like 
three days ago. Just kind of watching my calories. I'm down five pounds already, nice. and I am so hungry. So hungry. What kind of diet are you on, dude? Just watching my calories. Watching your calories, yeah. huh? Well, let me tell you about my week and the last couple of days. Oh, yeah. Um, it was pretty shitty. It's about to get crappy in here, folks. <laughs> and it was literally shitty. Um, I had to go do a colonoscopy, and it was not fun. It wasn't pleasant. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't pleasant. You know, you got to drink this stuff. Uh, you got to do it. For me, it was like 6, a, uh, 6 p.m. Drink this solution, followed by some water, and then you're pretty much just you know crapping your guts out for three and a half four hours sounds like a wednesday to me yeah yeah <laughs> taco tuesday yeah. for me <laughs> did you guys go to taco bell or what uh, and then you follow it up 6 a.m in the a.m in the morning and you do the regimen over again the medicine itself and I, I guess it's a lot different from the way it used to be i used to be i think you had to drink like this whole gallon like gallon right of this stuff big old jug yeah so this it comes into like a couple of little i'm not really sure what the portions are but uh, you fill the cup up halfway with the medicine and the rest goes with water chug it follow it with a couple more glasses of water and the flavor of it i mean it almost tastes like cough syrup mm. yeah so Robitussin. it's not horrible but imagine chugging a whole bottle of cough syrup if you ask any uh seven-year-old six-year-old to take some cough syrup it's the most disgusting thing in the world yeah and it's like bubble gum nowadays and yeah no my kids are good with it even my my littlest one they'll take it they don't yeah. care what about swallowing with pills how, how are so, y'all's, uh, y'all's kids with swallowing pills i smash it up man just yeah i'm snoring my kids yeah, we're, good. Still, we're still work, working through that still I mean, working on that yeah my kids take it without a drink like yeah. my older two at least they just pop a pill in their mouth and swallow yeah, 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 just like just crush it up and snort it or something, right? Yeah, that's what we all do. That works too. Uh, Anyways. Anywho, so you were pooping, pooping, pooping a lot. I probably um, lost about ten pounds, guys. So, congrats. Hey, way to go! To me. So, I guess yeah. I need to switch diets. Yeah, I mean, you're on the wrong diet, John. So you go today. Mm-hmm. Give us like a brief thirty minutes. Because for you, your day was thirty minutes long, or like, like you go in, you're on a the table, they put you out. Yeah, they knock you out. Knock you out. Yeah. Do they take your pants off, or you take your own pants off? No, you got to take your pants off. You get uh, in the little hospital gown, and then they tell you to, to not button it up in the do back. You, do you lay on your front, or do you lay on your back? Stirrups. And you're, then you're in the stirrups. No, no stirrups. Whoa, it's just like a. What they do is they they, they hook you up with the uh, IV and they wheel you back, and then you get back there, and they roll you into this room, and I think they had jazz music playing or something yeah, like that really soft good. jazz nice yeah. lighting how was the lighting lighting was i didn't have my glasses on so i really couldn't see that well but the lighting wasn't too too bright or whatever and so i'm i'm sitting there and i'm waiting for the anesthesiologist to give me the medicine give me the night night juice pump me up uh, i don't I, want to remember a thing it was i can't remember the exact name of the medicine but it was it was the same shit michael jackson took uh uh, no, it starts with the P. Propanol. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. So you, you take this <laughs> propanol, Jackson Killer. Yeah, we'll call, we'll call it that. Well, first they go, okay, Mr. Moore, can you turn over on your side? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then they start lifting up my uh, my gown. And it's like, okay, I want you to put your legs together, almost kind of like you're sitting. Bring your knees up closer towards your chest. 
And I'm like, uh, okay, okay. I'm like, are you going to go ahead and just knock me out now? Or what are we doing here? And then the flap of my little gown comes flying up. I mean, my ass just hanging out in the wind. I'm like, all right, all right. I see stuff happening behind me, but I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see shit. And then finally the lady comes over, the nurse or doctor or whatever comes over and, all right, I'm going to give you your medicine now. And I'm like, please, now, hurry. Please. I, mean, I think this guy's People's fixing already, I think I've already seen too to, much to yeah. get in there. This guy's, in, this guy's inciting me already. <laughs> please put me out. <laughs> I feel like a freaking Jiffy Holy Lube shit. where they're sitting there just like rolling in cars as fast as they can, just like. Like, oh. I've seen enough to know that I've change, seen too people. much. We already had this. Please put me out now. Please right. put me out. So I mean, it wasn't horrible. The, the The worst part is, you know, you have to poop a lot. You can't drink or eat, so you start getting a little dehydrated and you kind of get a little bluish like. But okay, I mean, so explain the wake up. Like, do you initially like, clutch the top of your shirt right and just go? What's going on? Now the wake up. Where what, have I been? No, I mean I just slowly started coming out of it, and then I can, I can hear Laura and my my wife Laura. I can hear her and the doctor talking, uh, and they're just like, "Oh, everything's great, everything was good, blah blah blah." And then as I'm coming out, he leaves, and then then it's just Laura there, and it took me a couple of seconds to get my bearings, and then after that it was good. I mean it was a couple of minutes. I was fine. I think five, ten minutes, I was getting dressed and I was out of there. I mean, walking out of there, I mean, you kind of feel like that you're um, you're buzzed a little bit. Like you've had nice. probably a six-pack or so. I totally want to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm going yeah. three times. Yes. So, not bad at all. So, everything's good? Everything's good. Yeah. Great. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. That's a good week, if you ask yeah. me. So, another interesting thing that happened to me um, this week, I was traveling to work doing my normal commute and listening to the podcast and doing, you know, what I do. I got probably about a 45 minute commute. I looked over and the lady driving next to me was eating. And not only was she eating, but she was eating a big ass bowl of cereal. And I'm, it took me back and I had a double take, like milk and everything, milk and everything. You know, one of those things like when you're driving down the road, like when you pass up a car or you, you come up a, on a car and you go to pass it, what's your natural inst- instinct to do? Oh, you're going to glance. Look. So you always turn over you're and look. Just a glance. Yeah, just yeah. a glance. Yeah. What's going on inside yeah. your car? Do you, you ever get that when you glance over, the other person glance over at the same time? <laughs> then it's awkward. You get that yeah. awkward stare. Like, uh, yeah. This is weird now. I have to turn away real, real nope. quick. And nope. The key is to stare back. Right? Make <laughs> eye contact. Make them turn. So I looked over. I saw that she was chowing down on a bowl of cereal. I did not get what, what kind of cereal, kind it, was. Of cereal oh, it was. Disappointed, James. It, no, it looked like she was almost to the very end of it. I mean, it mm. was a glass bowl, and it was just full of milk. So she was down to the bottom of mm. it. So I really didn't get the kind of cereal it was, but it, it got me thinking. I was like, I mean, that's pretty messed up. First of all, don't eat and drive like that. Is it better than texting and driving? I, actually, I think it's probably worse. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I think there's probably certain states that probably have that band or... I don't know. I, I think muscle memory more eating is better than having to look down at your phone and spell out words with your thumbs. At least you can just put a spoon right in your mouth. I don't not, know. Not that I'm going to do either one, but I say that. Maybe. I feel like cereal is a two-handed project. I mean, how do you do that and drive? Oh, you, well, you're definitely taking too. your hand off the wheel so you can... Get your knee on it. Grab the bowl, spoon. I mean, you could probably hold the bowl and the spoon... In the same hand as you drive, 
and then every once in a while you're gonna have to let go of the wheel and start you know spooning that shit in your mouth right it's gonna be so dangerous yeah it better be a good cereal what what and you don't know what so, kind it was yeah. so <sighs> so and my question to you guys was was gonna be like what's the weirdest thing that you've come across somebody chowing down on the road as you're driving to work i think we've probably all seen people eat and drink and do stupid stuff right but i guess i'll I'll throw it back by saying this people are crazy like i'm pretty sure there's people that have been cooking food driving down the road like on a hot plate or something and (laughs) and turning bacon and making omelets and shit i mean people are freaking nuts like like you you saw a bowl of cereal, which scarred you for life. But I have a feeling that if you were to go around the country, go around the world and see what people do, oh, man, there's like no going back from that. I, yeah. I mean, you think about it, too. I mean, how many, how many women are putting their makeup on on the way to work as well? I mean, that's not safe at all. Or guys. Or guys, whoever's putting makeup on, you know. We haven't got to the part of our podcast where we're famous enough to put makeup on every day to show up on camera. But, you know, some people need it. And True. there's people putting makeup on on the way to work. Yeah, mascara. They're looking in their mirror, you know, and just yeah. Cereal probably is is the weirdest that I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen people eating sandwiches. I've seen people eating like you know freaking sausage. Uh, a lot of it. I've seen people you know eat fruit. And one of my kind of pet peeves is somebody eating a banana, and then when they get done with the banana, they just chunk the peel out the window. You're like, what? What are you doing, asshole? You know I mean, why Mario that? Kart? Because it's biodegradable. <laughs> That's where that came from. Yeah, because they think it's biodegradable. Because food, no, no, it is biodegradable. Yeah, yeah it is. F- food is, it's more acceptable to to allow like a piece of an like an apple on the side of the road versus throwing your beer can on the side of the road, right? Correct. So when I'm drinking beer while I drive, I, I always know. keep the beer can in yeah. my vehicle. I don't yeah, know. People definitely. can make money off those beer cans if you think about it. Go return them to the recycling place. Boom! Now you got now you got some dough. Did you just um, tell me I just got point one five of a penny? Alton's just saying he likes to get back. If you, you get, not that I do it, but I always tell like even my wife Mandy. You know, if something's collecting in your in your car, or whatever you got cup here, cup there, whatever. Like there's a trash can almost everywhere that you stop. You should be able to throw anything away in the trash. You know, I, I'm of course we live in Texas, so what's what what, what do you not do with Texas? Don't, Don't mess, mess with, with Texas. That's right. Exactly. You know, so littering, I mean, yeah, I get it. But, like, food and stuff like that, I see. I mean, something out there is probably going to eat it. A bird. Littering and. Littering <laughs> and. Smoking the reefer. Let me let me add this. Now, in the highway, okay, I guess, down a road or whatever. But one thing that I read, read an article about a while back that you need to watch out about, like, if you're in a like forest or if you're going camping or whatever it is and you have that same mindset or mentality like i'm gonna chunk this apple out here or i'm gonna chunk this uh banana pill out here it's biodegradable i mean the animals are gonna eat them well now you're introducing food into an animal's ecosystem that is not normally accustomed to now they're attracted to it now they're gonna start going towards it and start invading areas that they weren't predominantly in. I mean, just kind of food for thought. I mean, but still, I don't want to drive over that fucking banana peel and get banana all over my damn car. That's what I'm mainly pissed out about, you know? Uh, I was hoping you were going to say that you wouldn't spin out because that banana is so slippery. I mean, Mario Kart, come on. We're not going Mario Kart on that. Classic, man. Come on. Mm. I I was walking around that. 
going back to the cereal on the highways, I was going to ask you guys, what is your favorite cereal? My favorite. Not that it's the best, but I was I was a big uh, Golden Crisp, man. That, was, that stuff was good. Even that, but you get it to the knockoff brands, like, <laughs> and those were so funny, too. You know, you go to buy the store, and they come in a bigger bag, you know, but bag of rings or something. They're like Fruit Loops. What, what and is they, the they taste Golden the same. Crisp uh, It's the one with the bear, mascot. man. Golden uh, Crisp? Is it a dog or is it a, it's a bear? Is it a dog? I don't remember what that little dude was. Golden I think it's a bear. Wasn't Honeycomb, was it? No, 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 no. Sugar Smacks? The Smacks was a... The Honey Smacks. Honey Smacks is what... Smacks was a frog, right? Or correct. A, yeah, is Golden Crisp, is that still a thing? Is it still around? I'm pretty sure it was better. Right. I thought it was better than Smacks. I mean, obviously, Fruit Loops are legit. Um, Meh. John? Meh. Uh, peanut Butter Captain Crunch. The best cereal, hands down. Is that just the original Captain Crunch without the berries, or is there a... No, no. You, you, come on, man. The Reese's one. Peanut butter no. flavored. Peanut butter Captain Crunch. Have you not had or peanut butter peanut Captain butter. Crunch? No, I have not. It's Jesus. the most disgusting yeah, cereal would, on the market. I wouldn't put that in milk myself. No. What's wrong with you people? No. <laughs> We're from What's Texas, you? Dude, it's the best no. cereal. No, bro. The original Captain Crunch has kind of like crunch berries flavor uh, to it as and a marshmallows maybe it's a peanut maybe it's yeah, a butter it's, yeah, butter. It's, yeah it's different yeah. Yeah. peanut butter captain crunch put it in your mouth it's disgusting thank me later uh, so I, I i'm gonna say i don't know if i have a favorite but i really have a couple that i really like cinnamon toast crunch i was never big on that no one. it's just sugary yeah. captain crunch with the crunch berries. That's that a great was, one. Good with That's that. a yeah. great it's one. It's perfect if the you other need one? to like reskin the roof of your mouth. Shredded wheat. What was it? The frosted? Frosted mini wheats. Uh, frosted shredded wheats, yeah. What about kicks? No. Yeah, no, okay. they're I mean they are kid tested. <laughs> Mother approved. Correct. <laughs> okay. My growing up was cookie crisps. See, I wouldn't on those. Neither. Love the cookie crisps. Cookies are cookie so crisps. good, James. Yeah. That's a great one. Yes. That's all my block too. Jesus, I forgot about that one. Then you can get all into the Count Chocula's and the Frankenberry. Fruity, uh, Fruity, Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. Like, yes. How Pebbles. much Fruity Pebbles could you eat? Because let me tell you, they never filled you up. It was the milk that And you're definitely not eating up, Fruity right? Pebbles driving a car because those little things are hard to get to, I especially at the bottom. Oh, you're killing somebody <laughs> <laughs> trying to get driving with Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> I took out my mom's huge bowl. I dumped like a half a box or maybe a whole box of mixing bowl. Yeah, mixing bowl, and a half gallon or, or or three quarters of a gallon of milk into this big bowl, and I would eat all of the cereal. At the end, I would drink all the milk. Ah, uh, that's a good way to get sick. It was the worst thing, the best thing I think I ever. Right, done. you take a nap like, after that, right? Oh, I totally passed out. What about uh? Totally passed. What out. about tricks? See, here's the thing, like tricks. Fruity Pebbles, Fruit Loops, they all taste the same. It's just what shape do you want? Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. You're welcome. I love those. They're probably the second best cereal. Frosted Flakes were pretty good. Tony the Tiger, man. They're great. It's like saying Grape Nuts. Right? Yeah. Grape frosted Nuts Flakes are so just great. tastes like, yeah. What about Special yeah. K? Did you ever, did you ever, does, ever have to eat frosted that flakes. Kind of stuff? Whoever made Special K was like, People aren't buying this shit. Let's put sugar all over it. And then they made Frosted Flakes. So speaking of, you know, I was talking about the... Oh, they the, made Corn Flakes. Then they made Frosted oh, Flakes. Yeah, flakes. that's what I'm saying. Special yeah. K is the same. It's all the same. So we can probably sit here all night and just discuss our favorite cereals. And we probably make our own podcast um, and call it Cereal Time. But 
let's go ahead and transition. We'll get into the barbecue portion of this podcast. And, you know, I was I was thinking earlier this week, and I was like, well, let me just go ahead and ask you guys. Texas-style brisket, what's the first thing that pops in your mind? Uh, barbecue pit. Oak, pecan. Uh, I'm going to say oak. S- yeah, well, it depends oak. on where in Texas you are. I mean, uh, mesquite uh, maybe. Fire. I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe a S&P rub. Salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of garlic. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's what, that's what I was thinking was salt and pepper. I mean, that's pretty synonymous with Texas-style brisket. I mean, if you look at any videos that has to do with Aaron Franklin or any of these you know, badass pitmasters here in Texas, they'll tell you it's it's fifty fifty salt pepper all day long. Liars. Right. They're <laughs> doing something else. I'm kosher right salt. Now. Kosher salt. Kosher salt and black pepper. Yeah. Of course. Wrong kind of peppers here. Wrong kind of salt and pepper guys. So I, I thought it would be fun to do a little research on where salt pepper came from, who invented it or most likely, it's not who invented it. It's just basically where it come from because, as you guys know, salt is a natural chemical that Mother Nature makes for right. us. Right. That wasn't something invented. Correct. And then pepper. Discovered, maybe. Discovered is a be- better word. And then pepper as well. Um, it grows wildly. And I think India is one of the main pro- producers. Some of the research I found, I think now... As of 2009, I think Vietnam is the biggest producer of pepper. Hmm. We'll go through a couple of little history for you guys and then a couple of fun little facts. And by all means, chime in if you got any um, questions or any input. History says that salt's ability to preserve food was the founding contributor to the development of civilizations. And that's pretty deep. That's pretty crazy when you think about it. It's yeah. like, I mean... There's in all the research that I did. There's empires and countries that rose and fell because of this salt and the salt trade. Right, because before that, it was just like you had to find your food and eat it right then, or it's going bad. Correct. Sure. Salt was gave them the ability to preserve food, so they didn't have to rely on seasonability or seasonability food or freezers. Right. What was in season? What, what was in season? season which so I think now we, that they we can, touched on probably like in episode, what was that, one or two or something like that? Because we were talking about, you know, back in the day when they made a big kill, you know, how are you preserving? They were talking about episode two when we were talking yeah. about sauces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that they can preserve food, they can have food for the winter. As opposed to, I'm only going to be able to eat this cow, you know, for this week. Right. And I'm done. So it brought, I guess civilizations together i mean it's pretty interesting if you guys want to check it out at home just google history of salt and just pull up the wikipedia page and i mean they got a shit ton of facts on there for you guys i'll rattle off a couple of for you guys that you may not know which i certainly didn't roman soldiers were sometimes paid in salt which is where we get the word salary because salary is a latin word that i think means salt what if they were salary. paid in celery? And that's how we got salary. <laughs> every they cell would be rabbits. <laughs> every cell in our body contains salt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a, an adult's body contains about 250 grams of salt. So salt is the building block of life. Life. Yeah. Salt of the earth. That's deep. <laughs> 
unless you salt too much in your grass and then your grass don't grow. When you salt the earth, nothing grows, by the way. Is that where you were going yeah. with that? Okay. Well, funny you mentioned that. I mean, some of these wars that popped up and some of the battles you would have in, I don't know if it was the Roman Empire or what, it might have been the Roman Empire, but they would go pillage and loot, plunder, plunder the village, plunder. <laughs> so they would take what plunder they want. The women and loot yeah. the villages. They would take what they want and they would salt the earth before they left. Yeah. Because it pretty much just poisoned all the ground Nature, and poisoned everything. Else was gonna grow. So nothing else was going to grow. That's and, some hateful shit right there. No shit. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Damn. That's messed up. Going into the American history, salt has been a major factor in the outcome of wars. In the Revolutionary War, the British used loyalists to intercept revolutionary salt shipments and interfere with their ability to preserve food. During the War of 1812, salt brine was used to pay soldiers in the field as the government was too poor to pay them. Another little tidbit, before Lewis and Clark set out for Louisiana Territory, President Jefferson, uh, in his address to Congress, mentioned a mountain of salt that lived at the base of, I guess the base or the uh, some part uh, around the Missouri River. And they said this salt mine was 180 miles long, 45 miles wide. I mean, you can imagine the amount of money. That's a lot of salt. That's a lot of salt. I like uh, salt in my beer. And of course, I mean, nowadays, I mean, it's, it's prevalent everywhere. I mean, is you go to the freaking grocery store, gas station. I mean, it's it's yeah. everywhere. A couple of fun facts that I found for you guys. The term kosher salt comes from its use in making meats kosher by removing surface blood from the meat. Not made by being in accordance to the guidelines for kosher foods, as nearly all salts are kosher. Hmm. So when you go to the store to buy kosher salt, it's pretty much the same as any other salt, except for we think of kosher salt as being a lot more coarse. Coarse, yeah. Right. But, but was it blessed? Well, I think you need a rabbi to That's exactly right. bless the meat. That's what I always do with my salt. Do you? <laughs> Here's another one. Um, ancient Chinese nobility killed themselves by eating a pound of salt. That is a lot of salt. That's Wait, pretty. Why were they killing okay. themselves? Like in one sitting? Yeah. All right, guys. Like that was their suicide? I think that was their sipaku or their whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about Wait, with the evisceration belly? They disembowel yeah. themselves. So I actually have a, a fun story about this. A few years ago, I was in my shop. Had a couple of guys work for me. And a buddy came over. And we're always doing challenges. Like one time we did like the, uh, what was it, like a chocolate, the pure chocolate the challenge, the what do you call it? The uh, cacao. The cacao or yeah. cocoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cacao. So, 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 so we did that, right? And then we did a bunch of other stuff. Like milk challenge, cinnamon <laughs> challenge. It, it was so dumb. And me being a business owner, I, I, let, I let this happen, right? In my my shop, my office. Were you doing it or you were letting your employees I do it? let them do it. On okay. the clock? Yeah. No, it's after five. Oh. But we would do this. Uh, we we had some paychecks that were being betting back and forth, and I, truthfully, I should have stopped it, but I just didn't stop it, you know. Uh, but I ha- actually had a guy, a buddy of mine, he, he come over and and we were talking about different challenges, and he put forth 
Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. It was me. I was like, I bet you can't eat this amount of salt. So it was like, uh, it's the beer salt, the twang salt, right? It tastes good. Like you sprinkle a little bit on your beer, delightful. Like a whole bottle, but or was it like a half a bottle? It, it was actually a half a bottle of that. It's like a almost the size of a half dollar by one inch, you know. So fifty bucks. That's the bet. The thing is that he has to keep everything down for ten minutes. If he can't, then okay, I win. It, it seems like almost like a full bet, right? Just it seems eat. like he should be able to do that. Eat a little bit of salt. The problem is you can't do it. Your body will reject it. Like the salt that you eat during dinner or or when you make meals, that's nothing compared to the salt that he ate that day. So he puts it in his mouth and he's like laughing about it because it tastes good. It dissolves. It goes into his his, his little belly there. And then little remnants, he's like, oh, this is so easy. I fixed no win. As he's sitting there, I start talking about the science of salt and about how. You didn't tell him before. No. I see your strategy no. here. That's pretty solid. <laughs> I want that 50 bucks. Yeah. I'm getting paid. I'm getting papers. I look at him and I'm like, Chris, you know the human body can only accept so much salt at one time. That's, that's my first statement to him. He's just looking at me. He's like, hey, or whatever. No, seriously, Chris, you know the human body can only accept so much salt at one time. In fact, if it takes on more, it rejects it. And he's like, mm, I, I feel good. So, well, you got nine minutes. Probably by minute six, he felt queasy. By minute eight, he was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing in the bathroom? Yeah, well, you can guess. <laughs> Diddy had a poop. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> you could have taken that instead of doing he, that he medicine. Did, he did not poop. He did. He did the other. the The other orifice came out. It was so much so that once he was done, I had to help him to his vehicle. Somebody had to drive him home. That's how bad it was. The next day, he called me because he was still in bed, and he felt sick to his stomach and couldn't go to work. That's how bad it was. That's your own fault. I no. You made your employee stay home. No, he didn't work for me. He was a buddy. Oh. And I totally got paid fifty bucks. Fifty dollars. But hindsight, now that I know that you get a pound of this shit and you die, it makes perfect sense because I just almost killed a buddy of mine. That was attempted murder. How cool is that? I mean, it's not running over somebody in your first pickup truck, but you tried to kill somebody. Right. That was an accident. Right. Yeah. Carry on bike. It's fine. No, I, I'm, I'm just saying, salt will kill you. Would that be assault with salt? Ha ha. ha ha. Alan's drones. All right, another interesting fact that I stumble um, upon. In 1980, a Texaco oil rig drilled on top of a salt mine underneath Lake, and I'm going to totally butcher the name, is Punier? Punier. In Louisiana. When it drilled into the lake, it caused the lake to drain into a sinkhole. And in doing so, it swallowed 11 barges and it caused a nearby canal to reverse its direction. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, all... That's true. Yeah, and in the salt mine, I think there was probably about 55 miners that were in there at that time, and they escaped, and they, they made it safely, but I was like, holy crap. 
I mean, these guys are drilling, looking for oil, and then they pop a hole into a salt mine, and this huge lake just goes, just dumps into it. In the wrong direction, right? Can you match the guy fishing? He's like, throws a line out. He's like, hey, Frank, how's the, are you over there? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, and also, you're just like flowing in a, in a lake, which is a river going around and around in a circle, right? He's trying to start his little uh, boat up. He's like, Mm. And, and legs empty and there's yeah. just fish flopping around on dry ground. Yeah, I think it's actually what happened. Yeah, I'm well, sure. I, I, did, I don't think it drained it permanently because it, it did follow up and said the lake is now permanently salty. I don't mm. know what that does to the ecosystem. I mean, I'm. Oh, it changes it. Yeah. Well, there's no because, freshwater fish. Yeah, there's no freshwater fish in there. <laughs> now you got mm. sharks swimming in there. Yeah, you need some sharks in there. Got a big brine. These facts that I found for the salt, um, I found it on an article or actually a website, and they posted an article, kickassfacts.com. So, and it's 25 kickass and interesting facts about salt. You guys go check it out. I mean, probably have about another, like I said, 25 other, you know, facts that you guys can check out. Let's talk about pepper. You can only have salt or pepper for the rest of your life. Which one? Salt. I would take, well... Obviously, salt. I can't put pepper in my beer. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could, but you made the right decision. <laughs> Using pepper goes back at least two thousand years BC in uh, India. I almost want to say Indiana. God dang, man! Indiana has been around a while. <laughs> been a long time <laughs> for a minute. The exact extent of when it started, when it, I mean, that remains a mystery. I mean, I mean, again, this happened two thousand BC. I mean. I'm not going to say they were scribbling on walls, but, I mean, they are scribbling on some tablets and stuff like that. And, and and actually walls. Maybe not scribbling. They were probably strategically drawing. Yeah, they said uh, um, signs of ancient pepper trade from India to Egypt has been found, including peppercorns that have been stuffed into the nostrils of Ramses the Great uh, when he was mummified. So, and that was that was thirteen oh three to twelve thirteen BC. Correct. So exactly. So it's been been around a while. Good years. Those are good years mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ramses. Did you say Wendy Peppercorn? By the way, <laughs> Sandlot. <laughs> it basically goes from the Roman time. I mean, I think it's forty A.D. I mean, it, I mean, you get the kind of the gist of. It. I mean, pepper has been around for a, a long, long time. So is salt. So I mean, it's one of the first early commodities that human civilization has has messed around with so i mean it's it was pretty much the bitcoin of back in the day i mean people's wealth were valued in how much salt or pepper that they've had hmm. so i mean it's, it's pretty pretty crazy so i got a couple of little I'd, fun I'd, facts just, for you guys just to uh, kind of elaborate on that i'd be rich as hell right now because i got a lot of a lot of salt cans in my house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be a noble person. I would be a noble person. Yeah. Okay. Solid. few fun facts about pepper, and then we'll kind of wrap this up and we'll put this to bed. Pepper is the number one selling spice in America. The United States is currently the biggest consumer of pepper, importing $671 million of pepper in 2009. And that was 18% of the world's pepper. Pepper comes in many colors, green, black, red, white, but they all come from the same plant. 
the color is related to how ripe the peppercorn is and how it's been processed. So when you go to the store and you see that, that multicolored red, white, black peppercorns, it's all the same. It's just one's been a little bit riper than the other, or one's been, I think, the white pepper. I don't know if they boil it or whatever, but they remove the, the skin of the peppercorn, which gives it that white hmm. color. And our table pepper, or did you you know buy at the grocery store or whatever? I think it's pretty much like probably maybe a... Like a 50-50 blend? I don't, think, I don't know if it's a 50-50, but it might be like a 70-30 blend. A few pepper facts that I found, and I'm going to cite my source first. I got it on off a website. It's Chef Zieg, Z-I-E-G. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct, but it's ChefZig.com. And he's got 21 black pepper facts that you didn't know about. Okay, so pepper is both rich in vitamin A and C. And one other weird fact is that pepper is also very high in caffeine. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I put it in my coffee. Yeah. So when you run out of your coffee grounds, <laughs> just go ahead and pull out a um, couple of pounds of pepper and then... Just brew that up? Just brew that up. Yeah. That sounds oh, nice. disgusting. Can you put, Don't do that. Can you put milk in that? I'm, I'm sure, sure you can put milk in anything, Eldon. I've got nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> Okay, so we may all know this, but pepper loses its flavor and aroma through evaporation. So keep it in an airtight container and out of the sun. Last but not least, pepper has been used in cooking for over 4,000 years, uh, and pepper was placed in Egyptian tombs to accompany the pharaohs in their afterlife. And this was about 2,500 years before Christ. Did you say tombs? Tombs? Because that would be salt and pepper again. Right. Oh, tombs. So kind of ties that back tombs. into the little Ramsey thing tombs. about shoving peppercorns up his nose. It's, I guess one question dog. I would ask is, what made salt and pepper go together? I mean, because that's a staple in everybody's home. Have Everybody, you not had salt and pepper together? Well, I, I have, but... That's what happened. That's what happened? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll just you can't have stories. salt without pepper. I mean, then, I mean, the music would not be the same. That's very true. Well, I mean, guys, I mean, that's that's all I had about pepper and salt. I mean, I thought it was... For me, I thought it was pretty interesting to do a little research on that. I mean, you hear salt and pepper all the time, and I thought it'd be good to pull together a couple of facts and do a little walk through history, and hope you guys enjoyed it. Yes. Next episode, garlic and paprika. Yes. No, yes. I, I'm, I promise. That's, we're done with the, the history of seasonings. Spices? History of spices. No, paprika has come next. Right, yeah. Cumin? It's coming back around. For sure. You can't leave us hanging. Really? So wait, what are we getting? In? Are we getting into some barbecue fails next? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and transition to barbecue fails or barbecue wins. Uh, this one's coming from Israel, and he is at Izzy Grills on Instagram. So barbecue fail. When I was just starting to get more serious about barbecue, I decided to smoke a couple slabs of spare ribs and did little to no research before I did them. Poured smoke to them for about five to six hours. And he has a laughing crying emoji between these words here. Uh, so well, the he's laughing. So unwrapped, they came out looking good, but were inedible due to the amount of smoke. I now do quite a bit of research before cooking a new meat so I don't ruin a piece of meat. And to this day, the meat I struggle with consistency the most with is pork ribs. Was using the Kingsford grill. He's now using a Weber kettle. Hmm. That is his. I think we've all done that where we've 
just tried to cook something without doing any research about how it is supposed to be cooked. Yeah, I mean, it, let's be honest. I mean, that's how you learn. You can go online and do a bunch of research. And, of course, again, you don't want to fail all the time. I mean, right. yeah, I mean, you do some right. research. But, again, the trial and error, the the little bit of the failing, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, it happens to all of us. I mean, I'm sure you can probably get some of these guys like Myron Mixon or you got Matt Pittman from Meat Church. I mean, if you probably sit all these guys down and they probably tell you the same. I mean, they, they started just like us and they've, they've failed a lot and um, they've gotten to the point now that they're successful and then, you know, and we're just, we're all in that same boat just sitting there trying yeah, to learn this stuff. For sure. Research is key, man. Even in any aspect of life, if you think about it, I buy a car and then research it after I have it. And I realize I have a dumpster fire of a vehicle and now I'm stuck with it. I was going to say, yeah, Eldon, you do a lot of like buying cars without researching. Yeah. <laughs> Go to. Yeah. Out about the Hummer. Not just a Hummer. It was a H3. H3. Yeah. Which you took mudding. I uh, cut my wife without researching that. And <laughs> Do you remember you when know, you took so. the car mudding <laughs> and then gave it to your wife to take it to church the next morning? Yeah, it was pretty muddy. Oh, uh, my God. We there was mud to the sunroof. I mean, it was so much mud in this damn car. And then he goes to bed, of course. We all went to bed. Well, and this was the next that, like, morning... She has to take that car to church. the church. The inside was trashed. Like literally, she walked in. No, the inside mud. wasn't bad. It was. Oh, it was, bro. No, I, I didn't have the windows down or anything. At that point, the Hummer was red. I brought it home that morning. Uh, it was brown from top to bottom, just brown. And yeah, she had to show up to work with that thing or to uh, church. So did not research that night neither. I did not. If I would have researched that night, I would have known that was going to happen, and I probably yeah. wouldn't have done it. All right, so we've got a barbecue fail here. This is from Josh, Triple Six Grill on Instagram. Been buddies with him on there for a while. And this is his fail. And this is something that if you are on Instagram, if you're a, a food blogger or whatever it is, you can definitely relate to this. So he spent the whole day organizing photos and doing stories for this post, making an awesome homemade pizza, posting photos, prep photos, all the dough, the veggies, everything he was doing, he was posting it throughout the day for this cook I'm gonna make an epic post at the end of this beautiful pizza pie seriously so much effort and time as you know goes into these things right right i mean you spend a whole day working on this thing and you're just constantly posting things to your stories and whatnot and you're hoping at the end that you can show off you know the result the prize basically yeah exactly so and you know he's looking forward to eating it and everything it was looking beautiful he grabs it and the brisket uh, yeah he grabs it in the brisket no Grabs his pizza, turns to walk to where he's got it set up to take the final photo with, you know, whatever background, whatever he's got. His pizza looks phenomenal. And as soon as he turns, he trips over his dog. Pizza goes flying, absolutely destroyed. Ended up eating a dropped pile of dough, meat, cheese, and sauce. Wife and kids laughed for hours because they knew how much hard work I put into it. Laughing now was definitely not laughing then. Yeah, we've all had that moment. Yeah, where we, it sucks. Yeah, trip, fell, dropped, whatever it is. And, it, and it's so frustrating. Absolutely. Like you spend all day, you know, putting this meal together and, and trying to get your pictures and do all this stuff so you can feed your family. But again, you want to put this on, you know, social media and all this stuff like that. And then for the damn dog just run in front of you and you trip over him like pizza. I mean, that's just that's straight out of just like a, a freaking cartoon or something. At that point, exactly. do you let the dog eat What was eat his it? name? 
finish it up. That's Josh. That's triple six. Triple six. Triple six. Triple six. Listen, man, I, I get what you're doing. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been there. And actually, this. Never uh, done that before. Does he still have the dog? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but he did. Uh, he sent in a win as well. So. Okay. I think James has that. He's going to share that. Okay. Yeah. This is uh, Josh. And we'll go ahead and put out the Instagram handle as well at triple six grill on Instagram. So this is his barbecue win. It says a buddy calls him up. He says, Hey, you want to cook some bison ribs for my family and friends? And I'm thinking, of course, yes. He's like, I love cooking beef ribs and these should be similar. Right? Uh, so he's like, Yahoo score. He's like, well, the guy drops him off at his house, you know, a few hours later. And it is a monster 40 pound rack. These bones are 25 inches plus long. He's like, they didn't even fit in his Traeger. He's like, so I'm going to read it verbatim. So I did some maneuvering to make sure they would fit. But by now I'm worrying about how I can cook them, the cooking method, times, etc. As I'm unfamiliar with bison, laugh out loud. I mean, well, I mean, what do I do? He's like, I called Chad Ward. He laughs. So this guy's got Chad Ward on speed dial. This guy's got Chad Ward. If you don't know who that is. Uh, whiskey bent barbecue. Whiskey bent barbecue. Yeah. I mean, it, he owns a like a supply store as well. I mean, you can get like rubs and sauces and all that kind of stuff. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Whiskey bent barbecue. Yeah, he's got he's got some new products out too. Correct. So he calls Chad up, and of course Chad laughs and gives him some tips. Uh, and he and he's saying he follows him to the T. And seriously, to this day, it's the best cook that I've done. Like, I didn't sleep that night while they were on. I was just worrying about ruining this guy's massive stack of meat. But seriously, it shocked me, and I think it shocked everybody else. They devoured them, and we got some pretty unreal photos of those massive bones. By far, it was the most exciting and rewarding cook ever. Two 40-pound racks of bison ribs. Two 40-pound racks. That's crazy. God dang, I want to do that. He's up in... uh... Uh, Canada, I know that. Canada? Yeah, so that they must be like. We, we need know. to get with HEB down here and, right? and see if they can start hooking Come us on, up. Come on, Heb. I, I know you with, can get with, some with ground what, bison. Forty pound racks. Yeah, well, bison not happening. How big is the rib? They're not giving that to us. Well, no. he said the bone itself was twenty five inches long. Is he using the exaggeration that most guys it's use? Curve for is there a math pleasure? Matic formula? Yeah, like, it's probably like seven inches. Seven inches. No so. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. Hey, I mean. Guys, this has been fun. I mean, really enjoyed doing this episode. Um, again, not to hammer home, but follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Check out the Facebook page. We'd love the interaction. We appreciate the support you guys give us. Send us your stories. Uh, we'd love to share it with everybody. And I hope your butt's okay. See you guys. Thanks. Peace out, guys. See ya. Just grab them in the brisket.